0: this is the extravagant promises podcast and i'm your host gregory are these extravagant promises we think not this is a podcast about reckoning recovery and redemption we share our experience strength and hope tonight is kind of an interesting podcast and I think it's because I'm in an interesting mood. <clears throat> so maybe it's not so interesting. Maybe some of you might find it a little bleak. Um, I did have one comment <laughs> about my Sisyphus and Man Search for Meaning podcast from a long-time listener who said, you know, uh, it's just so hardcore and, and dark. And I feel like I'm carrying that rock up the mountain. And I actually took that as a great compliment. But I do apologize. Sometimes I, I seem as probably as bipolar in my podcasting as I probably am in my uh, psychosis or my psychology, or maybe it's psyche. Anyway, um, what I do know is that I had a lot of great feedback from the last podcast that was, you know, light. And, uh, you know, tonight we dance and talking about movies and just kind of sharing some of the artistry and art that I appreciate. And, um, you know, during this period I've been going through some, some challenges and, um, I have a few significant matters and they're on my personal front and my professional front. And, you know, um, I have never really had the compulsion to drink or use since I came into the rooms and dedicated my life to the steps and to my higher power but i did have one instance where i had a case of the fuckets and i think i've spoken on this about on my podcast where i was going into it it was in um january of 2016 and i was dealing with a situation that um in my personal life regarding a high conflict divorce and I was in a pretty black place, a pretty dark place in my life, and um, things were not going well. And um, I have a lot of a lot of fear and a lot of resentment about those days. Um, I also have a lot of hope, but um, you know that was the only time when I had I had an, an urge to drink and. Again, it's it's not like I've ever. I, I'm just one of those guys. I don't get driven to drink. You know, no man, no situation is going to drive me to drink. If I was going to relapse or, or lapse, because I I don't I haven't relapsed, um, I would probably it would be because I stopped working my program and I lost conscious contact with my God of my understanding. But, um it would probably also be because good things were happening, you know, AA gives me a life that takes me away from AA. <clears throat> but at the time when I had the case of the fuckets, and I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone by cursing, I'm just I'm kind of in that place tonight. Um you know there I, I really was I was I was it was just me and the program. You know, I was out there um on my own and I didn't have a lot of people around me who who meant me good. I had a couple, you know, close who would never mean me harm. But but I had, a, I had a lot of people who either were indifferent to my suffering or were actively trying to harm me. And it drove me to a place of great despair where, um, you know, I, I just – some things have happened of late in my life that have kind of brought me back to that place. Not in terms of where my mood is, but in terms of the memories and, you know – and, uh, you know, I feel kind of like William Holden in – Bridge on the River Kwai, where it's like you finally escaped, you know, and then they're like, hey bud, we want you to go back in and blow up the bridge. And um, it's tough. It's really tough. And I'm I'm really trying to, you know, preserve my anonymity by by not going too deep on that. But um uh but anyway, so tonight's episode is a little bit of a funky one, you know. I'm really excited. Um, one of the very first angels in my life is going to be flying in from the UK tonight. And you've heard me talk about him and I'm pretty excited to spend a week with him, you know, going to some meetings, working on some corporate stuff and, and being better human beings, but also getting down and doing some jujitsu. You know, I love jujitsu and um, I love martial arts and, and um, everything that, that, that entails in my life. So we'll see. Um, you know, it's going to be a good time. I think I'm going to invite that gentleman to be on the podcast um, and uh, we'll figure out how he wants to handle it in terms of his identity. Um, I'm not, I don't have a problem with whatever he wants. He's just a special person. So, pretty excited. But like I said, I'm dealing with some stuff um, and I'm going to address a little bit of that in tonight's podcast. And I'm just apologizing for being so free form tonight. And I know that some people may get turned off by it. And I hope. Hope you keep listening. But you know, number one, this is not an AA meeting. This is not um it is not meant to be a play a place in place of your program. It is meant to be a supplement, a complement, a a a that candle in the darkness where you can't get to a meeting. Maybe you just are on the road driving to work or a long commute or on a train or in an airport and you just want to listen to my 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 voice rather than the clink of glasses in a bar um people acting like idiots or or maybe just you know get maybe you can get some comfort out of here and, and 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 you can know that thank you for listening thank you for 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 letting me give you this service i mean this is for me i'm 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 helping my program by sharing and by by reaching out um you know i'm not a therapist um i am under you know, I, I have a lot of therapists in my life, so to speak, and uh, counselors and things that I work with. and um, But but I am by no means qualified to give mental health or medical advice. Um, I do believe in the program. I do believe it works. I do believe in the promises. I absolutely know they come true. That's my side of it. Um, anonymity is the foundation of the entire program. Um And I certainly welcome anyone who wants to contact me with questions or comments or support again, not financial support. I will never accept money for this and I will never allow sponsors to be a part of this. Um, my entire program, this is, this is the podcast is about service. I hope it grows and becomes something great, but I will never accept money for this podcast. Um, I will support it entirely out of my own pocket because it's just something that I love being able to do. And I just am so grateful for the one person who who clicks like or lets me know they listen. Sometimes I get 50, maybe – I don't know. Just tell a friend. It would be awesome. But but please preserve my anonymity. Um, if you want to know who I am, uh, extra, extravagantpromisespodcast at gmail.com or – at extravagant promises podcast on Instagram. It's not hard to figure out who I am probably. I'm not inviting anyone to sleuth out and and dox me or or, or, or out me, but um I am inviting you if you'd like to let me know who you are and, and if you have questions or you need support or there's anything I can do, please by all means reach out to me. I'm 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 here to help as much as I can. Um but I just ask that my anonymity be preserved at all. Um, possible reason and, and reasonable extent all right enough with the uh, with the intro there this is episode number eight um, desiderata is the name and if you don't know the poem you will by the end of this podcast so. I'm going through a bit of some, I guess it was Churchill who said, you know, if you're walking through hell, first rule is keep walking. (laughs) Um, But I love what, uh, you know, Robert Frost said, the best way out is always through. So you just got to, you know, I got to just knuckle up, uh, dust off, kid up, and just put my, keep my hands up and my chin down. And 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 I can carry anything. I got it. Not today, as we talked about. So this is Vitai Lampada, also known as they pass on the torch of life. There's a breathless hush in the close tonight. Ten to make and the match to win, a bumping pitch and a blinding light, an hour to play and the last man in. And it's not for the sake of a ribboned coat or the selfish hope of a season's fame, but his captain's hand on his shoulder smote. Play up, play up, and play the game. The sand of the desert is sodden red, red with the wreck of a square that broke, the gatlings jammed and the colonel dead, and the regiment blind with dust and smoke. The river of death has brimmed his banks, and England's far and honor a name. But the voice of a schoolboy rallies the ranks, play up, play up, and play the game. This is the word that year by year, while in her place the school is set, every one of her sons must hear, and none that hears it dare forget. This they all, with a joyful mind, bear through life like a torch in flame, and falling fling to the host behind. Play up, play up, and play the game. That was Sir Henry Newbolt, 1862 to 1938. And um, I think this was written probably around the time of World War I. And like a lot of that era, I just, you know, there's so many eras in history that I'm in love with. That is one of them. I mean, it's just in, in awe of the horror, but also just the humanity that came out of certain times, especially that one. And so why did I... Why did I start off with that? You know, because I was, I needed something. I mean, I I don't know if you could feel it, but you just hear the change in my voice. I can, I can feel it is that I just kind of, I think, you know, man, my listeners don't need to hear me talking about my, how bad things are. You need experience, strength, and hope. But, you know, like I said, you know, that years ago when I had that crisis, you know, and I was getting ready to take a beating and I said to one of my angels, it was the last person I called. I'd always promised my my sponsor he he made me promise, and I was a person who I was committed in recovery to keeping my promises and 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 being a man of honor and integrity, even if it meant the loss of everything. it didn't matter. I was not going to lie, I was not going to cheat, I was not going to steal. but I did think about picking up, and I called this angel. And I said, um, hey, I need you to know something. Um, I'm about to go over to this bar near my office, and I'm going to ask the bartender to take my keys. I'm going to give him a credit card and say, keep it open. I'm going to ask him to line up beers and and shots of Jameson, and I'm going to drink until he says no more. And then I'm going to catch an Uber home. And before I do all that, when I walk in, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to call my sponsor, keep my promise and tell him I'm about to pick up. And she said, I'll never forget it. I'd worked late. I'd, I'd worked out that day. You know, I was in, maybe I'd done jujitsu or something, but I was in the office and um, I had my sweats on or something, you know, I'm sure my original Uh, bosses back in life, back in the day, you know, when I was, as Jocko would say, you know, when I was starting out in my career, they would have been horrified at my attire. But, you know, hey, whatever. Anyway, and um, I was alone, and and we had this funky, really nice office building, but it had like a locker on the first floor, which is where our office was, and it had a shower in it. She said, hey, can can you do me a favor? I said, what? She goes, would you? She said, actually, will you do two favors? She said, promise me you'll do it. And then you can go drink. I said, Okay, what? She goes, Number one, will you take a shower? Go in there and get the let the water run on you, get it get hot, you know, take a shower, get cleaned up. I said, Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um And she said, Number two, will you go to a meeting? And I said, Yes. Yes, I will. And I drove to that meeting, I did that, I you know, and the water run ran over me and I started feeling like, Okay, a little more calm, a little bit, you know, and I said, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go to this meeting. So I was driving over to the meeting, and mm, coffee. God, dog, I love coffee. Um, I'm driving over to the meeting, and some of you might not believe this, but you know, I'm a romantic person. I'm a histrionic person. I get it. I'd always heard these stories about how um. Not Yuri Gagarin, but somebody – one of those guys in that cosmonaut back in the day of Sputnik and all that um, was, was in one of the Russian um, space shots. And they had said it was just a complete lemon. It was going to crash. They were going to kill people. And this cosmonaut had said, we cannot send Yuri Gagarin up there because whoever goes is going to die, and he's a national hero. I'll go. And of course, the Soviets are like, "Yeah, Roger that. You're you're going." And um, you know, he goes up there, and um, and you know, of course, the, the the vessel fails, and as it's plummeting, it's orbiting the Earth. I guess they're 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 pretty sure it's it's all over. And as the story that I heard goes, you know, they get his wife on the phone on the on the radio or the transmitter or whatever, you know, and they're saying, "Listen, you know, say your goodbyes and make peace." And he basically says. I'm not dead yet. I'm not done yet. And they say that the man just engaged in like a act of heroism. Ultimately he did die and uh, it was tragic the way it ended, I guess. But, um, but total just, I'm not done yet. I've got, I've, you know, and this guy just tries to pilot this thing in and it's just, you know, so, so I'm thinking about that and, um, I don't know. I'm thinking about tonight. I I don't know what's on my mind, but I'm in that car, and again, some of my agnostic or atheist followers, if there are any, are going to be like, this is crazy. You're, you are you know, full of it. But some of you who believe, you know, some of you have seen the promises come true. Some of you have, have got a higher power in your life. You know, you may not be so disbelieving. You may not be so incredulous. But I swear that like a voice came into that car with me. It wasn't like, whoa you know, this is God, you know, oh, get some, you know, or anything like that. But it was very clear. It was like, it was like a message to me. I don't know how I was hearing it. If it was like a voice speaking to me. Um, I think it was more just like, it could have been just an overwhelming feeling, but it was definitely not me. And this voice said, you're not, essentially, you're not done yet. Why are you going to cast me out of of the cockpit, essentially? Why are you going to cast me out while you've been working so hard in recovery? You finally found me. You're going to go into battle tomorrow, shoulder to shoulder with me. Why are you going to cast me out now? We've been walking on that beach together. You know, the story of the footsteps. And Why are you going to kick me into the water now? Go and drink and lose conscious contact with your heart. Why? come on, we're not done yet. And, you know, I walked into this meeting and they went, there were two people there and they said, um, tonight is the last meeting of this group. It's going to not exist anymore. I'd never been to that meeting before. I found it on, you know, the intergroup website and they said, um, you know, we're, we're going to have been disband. And The first question, you know, is anybody, after how it works and everything else, you know, hey, is anybody sitting on a drink? And I'm like, yeah, check me. And they said, okay, tonight's about you. Go. And I don't know how long that meeting lasted, but I walked out of there with hope and strength. I did not drink then. I did not drink afterwards. And I have been stone cold sober and abstaining from alcohol and in recovery, I'll say that ever since I think there are times when I've lost my emotional sobriety. Um, but oh, you know, I just sometimes I need a little bit of a of a why, and some of the things I'm going through right now, you know, that are all twisted up in my life, and they all involve, you know, they go back to the period of early recovery and beyond and and after. And doesn't have anything to do with alcohol or me being drunk. It just coincided with that period, I promise. It's not like, oh man, I got wasted and did something. No, it's more just um, you know, I my life was unmanageable, you know, and and um and so when I have to deal with stuff that brings me back to that place, it's very traumatic for me. It was very traumatic. It is very traumatic. It's it's much like seeing your abuser. Um, And it's just like, damn, you know, I haven't, I'm, I'm not over. And some things were done to me by some people who should never do things to you. You know, at worst, they should just stay out of the way. But when people who have sacred positions in your life actively try to do you harm, oh, it's tough. And when they actively harm you, and you got nothing it's tough, but you know what you do is is um you know put his captain's hand on his shoulder, smote, play up, play up, and play the game, and that's kind of what that voice was telling me that night was play up, play up, and play the game, you know, and I don't know um. You know, I don't know. That's, that's, that's how I'm going to get through it. I'm going to bear up. I'm going to man up, cowboy up, whatever term you want to use. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dust off and I'm going to, I'm going to set my chin, you know, just kind of set yourself and get ready. And I know it sounds real aggressive and aggro and masculine, but I don't think this is necessarily, I'm not, I don't, I don't think of myself as an uber masculine person. That's for sure. Um, I do think of myself as very thoughtful. I think of myself as very insecure. I think of myself as someone who loves dainty, like, French products and things like that and super cool design. So, I mean, I don't think of myself as, like, you know, a man's man. (laughs) But, you know, I do sometimes come off to people who know me as maybe a little bit – having a ten, tendency towards the alpha let's say and i'm not bragging about that i'm just saying you know I, so sometimes my 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 cadence sounds and my 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 you know my hype hype video that i'm playing in my mind to get through this is is a little bit agro, aggro as we used to say in high school um boy i feel a lot better just being able to share that i'd love to i'd love to get into the details of what i'm going through but i can't um i can't and um part of it's you know, professional, uh, business type stuff that, you know, I'm I'm not, it's, it wouldn't be wise for me to, to share and it wouldn't be, um, probably the best, uh, decision for me to do that. Um, the personal, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I was there, there's, there's no question about it that, You know, you think about what did you do wrong. What what, what's your role in it? You know, I I certainly feel like I was I was far from perfect, and I did a lot of things I wish I hadn't done. But but the beating, you know, physically, emotionally, psychologically, and financially, that was meted out to me by the by the people who had decided had set themselves against me in my personal life. Um, It was, it was pretty unprecedented, you know, and I still will tell people about it and they're like, what, you know, and just, you know, and I'm not trying to tantalize or anything. I just, you know, it's, it sucks, you know, and it's, it's like when, when you got nothing, you know, I, I hope any listener who's going through something, you know, in some ways there, there are those of you who have nothing, who are alone, totally alone. And, and what I mean by alone is you don't have a mom or a dad to turn to and you know what i would say is good um that's that's not as bad as it can get the worst is when they turn on you when you're not you're not welcome in your own home and not because of anything you did but because you know or maybe it is i don't know maybe but you're not you're not you know you, people are actively trying to harm you <clears throat> defaming you um telling lies in business and in the public and in your personal life um, just going out of their way to make, to torture you, and, you know, late night text messages, things like, you know, they're watching you. We got you, you know, it just, you know, <laughs> I got a letter once um, from someone very, very close to me uh, who said, I'm so glad that all your relatives are dead so that, because they would be so disappointed in everything you are. And um, that hurt, but, that wasn't even close to as bad as it would get. And, uh, again, I don't want to go on a pity party here, but, um, but it's tough because, you know, one of the particular, I would say offenders, um, has a knack of rearing that person's head every six months or so. And, um, you know, it's almost like you get a picture in the mail of something that, you know, like just to trigger you just to get you like, Hey, I'm, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna fuck with you, you know? And it's, you know, and, and, and it really kind of comes back to this, this, this sense of yourself, you know, where you're like, you know, I saw a meme on the internet, you know, uh, about the Conor McGregor and the Khabib. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but the Dagestani guy. Um, and he, um, you know, and they had this thing where it said, never let someone get comfortable with disrespecting you. And that's, and that, you know, that's, that's what's kind of cool about this process is I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, the therapists, the books, everything, even, even the Bible will tell you, you know, it's about boundaries. You know, if you, and, and think about this, people, you know, we're, we're those of us in recovery, what are we really bad about? We are bad about respecting and, 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 and observing other people's boundaries. We have no boundaries of our own, so we never set them. We never enforce them. We 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 you know we we live in a boundaryless world, world. I mean, think it's like you know most people limit what they put in their body. You know, booze, drugs, whatever. Nope not not alcoholics. You know, no boundaries, no limits, just just absolute mayhem. And and that comes to your own personal curtilage, so to speak, your own personal. V- autonomy and viability and, and sanctity. You know, if you, you know, you think about it, maybe you were abused as a child. Um, like I was, um, maybe, maybe, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you were bullied. As a young person, like I was, you know, like you just you kind of keep running into different things where you have no sa no safety, no no sanctity, and you know, rather than turning into, you know, I don't get triggered. Well, maybe I do, I, you know, but I'm I'm more just like, you know, I just try to I just try to I just try to have faith, discipline, and pride. Like, you know, man, I'm going to get through this. Please, God, help me. You know, and I've said those prayers and and um. You know, so um, yeah. Uh, you can see how I get kind of spun up here and, on this stuff. But boundaries, boundaries, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when someone breaches your boundaries, you need to you need to enforce the boundaries. Now, that enforcement can be in the form of, hey, um, I'm getting on a plane and getting out of here, so I'm not near you. Um, calling the police. Um, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be physical confrontation or a showdown, you know. It can be whatever it whatever keeps you safe and cares for you. That's enforcement of your boundaries, you know. But but when you go years of people telling you what a piece of shit you are and what a what you know calling you every kind of name, you know, here I am, you know. I, I won't give too many details again. I don't want to out myself in terms of my identity, but you know, I'm a grown man. I'm a professional. Um, I have a spotless business and professional record, and you know, the people in this group that were assailing me during my divorce and beyond. You know, I got called names like faggot, piece of shit, you know, things like that by 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 people who, you know, who who were very, very close to me and were, you know, men and women calling me names like that, you know, threatening me, sending me texts in the middle of the night, you know. We're going to get you, you know, all this kind of stuff. We're coming down to your workplace. You know, shit's about to get real. Those are quotes, ladies and gentlemen. You know, if a man did that to a woman, there'd be a guy with a gun and a badge standing there going, uh-uh, turn around, hands up. But, you know, and, and I'm, again, not trying to offend anybody or get political or anything like that. But but sometimes, just sometimes, as a man, as a boy who was abused by a woman, um, it's very difficult to grow up with that, and to and to and to preserve your your autonomy, and to preserve your your dignity, and to preserve your defenses, because it's very hard to be like, yeah. Not only was I abused, but I was abused by a woman, you know. And 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 you know, we we don't hit, we don't do. I've never hit a woman in my life, you know. And and um, just uh, like, wow, I'm going off, you know. But yeah, those kind of things, you know that that's what's going was going down those years ago. And to have stuff come back where people want to forget those things and they just want to be like, Hey, hey, you piece of shit. Time for you to pay up or time for you to whatever. You know, it's like, wait a second. What about the big book where we talk about? We don't crawl anymore. We, you know, and it's like, you know, but part of that, you reap what you sow. You don't set boundaries. You don't, you, you allow people to get comfortable humiliating you, talking to you like that, treating you like that, you know. It's funny because it's such a horrible movie, but that movie, you know, I, I really like that scene in the movie, um, Troy. I mean, again, horrible movie, unless you're just into lots of like naked dudes running around with swords and play fighting. But, um, but I mean, if you're into that, it's probably pretty epic. But for me, it was, you know, kind of a crappy movie, but of course I watch it. Um, but there's a scene where, um, Paris and, um, hector are confronting agamemnon and whoever agamemnon's brother was you know who's who was married to helen who you know they took from whatever anyway and you know everybody thinks that paris is supposed to get killed and um and fight this guy and he's defeated and he's supposed to and hector's supposed to stand back and be like hey you know what you know you, you lost it's time to die but at some point when, when Paris turns to him, you know, he's like, help me, brother, you know, and his brother's like, hey, he fight's over. And then he kills the guy. And 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 my point being that, you know, he doesn't kill Paris, he kills the the attacker because he won't back down. And and the idea is like, you know, that's what you want from your family or somebody when they're like, Hey man, you're bruised and you're bloody and you're battered. Like, enough. You know, he's had enough. And and there was no one like that in my life. Um, you know, well, correct that. There were, they were my angels and you're going to meet them one by one, hopefully. But you know, it's tough, man, when you're, when the, just friends and family, really family turn on you and, um, and commit themselves to your destruction. It is hard to stay alive and it's hard to stay sober, but I did, I did both of those and I learned a lot. I am so sorry for getting so, you know, emotional in terms of kind of just free form ranting. And if you want to click stop or delete, I won't blame you. But but I just felt like, you know, some stuff I'm going through, I needed to kind of kind of just air it a little bit, Um, you know, stuff that people say and do to you. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure there there's a lot of stuff that I regret, you know, and 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 treatment of other people. And mostly I would say the regrets that I have are that I had the opportunity to be a better person, you know, like I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to, I could have, I could have helped this person, you know, and it wasn't that I did them wrong or I was, I was guilty of wronging somebody. It was more that I was guilty of not helping them not get wronged or helping them along, you know? And it's like passing a homeless person on the street and just, you know, like whatever, you know, like, you know, like, man, sometimes that feels like, man, I could have stopped and helped that person, you know? And, um, but like I said, you know, when, when I was down, you know, and there's just people piling on you and, and you feel like nothing's going to work, you know, the Gatling's jammed and the Colonel's dead, the Gatling's jammed and the Colonel dead and the regiment bl- blind with dust and smoke. The river of death has brimmed his banks, and England's far and honor and name. But the voice of a schoolboy rallies the ranks. Play up, play up, and play the game. So I'll stop ranting and raving for a bit. Um, you know, there are two things that I do think that I may be focusing on is, is kind of defining... You know, that idea of when you see wrong or wrong is being done to you, how do you self care? How do you set boundaries? How do you, how do you step up? Where do you put your personal for sale sign? You know, is it in the like, hey, doesn't need to be said, doesn't need to be said by me, doesn't need to be said by me now, you know, something like that. Um, you know, obviously you can go, go off lose your serenity, lose your equipoise, maybe lose your sobriety if you, if you don't handle it right. But boundaries are important. Um, and you know, the other, the other part of that is, is trying to work to establish, um, communities of decency, anti-bullying, you know, but communities of decency and integrity in the way we deal with each other. Um, I don't know if that's something that can happen, you know, in terms of my, um, you know, my profession, um is not one that's known for that in my business you know and and um and i just you know maybe maybe that's something that that i could find some meaning in is is trying to figure that question out if i decide it really can't be done then you know like for for instance politics like you're not going to bring decency or integrity to politics period um that has been decided many thousands of years ago uh or let's say at the point where people started voting um I mean I guess there were decent and, and and kind kings and rulers and pharaohs maybe. Um but once people once it became a business and once people started voting and it became a competition and a contest and you know to the winner went all um power. Um yeah, decency went out the door. But um you know maybe maybe there's some hope still there. So um with that said, I do appreciate everybody listening this far. I would love to hear from you, even if it's just like, hey, man, knock off the, the you know, whatever. But I'd love to hear, you know, your strength and hope. Um, I am going to have a guest on this show, and I would like to do a Q&A probably on episode uh, 9 or 10. Um, but Let's end with a little hope. Max Airman, Desiderata. Go placidly amid, amid the noise and haste, and remember where, what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others. Even the dull and the ignorant, they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain and bitter. For always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself. Especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations, in the noisy confusion of of life, keep peace with your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. 1952. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. God, tonight... Help all of your people to remember that they are children of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars, and that they have a right to be here. God, help us be at peace with you. And that whatever our labors or aspirations, help us to keep peace with our souls. God, help us to see this is a beautiful world. Help us to be cheerful. Help us, if, you're, if it be your will, to be happy. Amen. Good evening.